Jesus. I'll rehearse next week. Welcome to church. We could just pick one of those. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fucking loud. Is it loud? It's not loud on the. It's not loud on Reaper. All right. Oh, my bad. I, I left. Uh, all right. So I'm using wireless earbuds now, and allegedly both of them have microphones, and I left one of the earbuds on the speaker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had to take my earbuds out. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Oh, bitch. Are we doing an intro we after have this podcast clap or not? In many places. I'm wherever so you podcast upset. your podcasts. This is the worst production we've ever had, ever. And that's upsetting. Jeff. <laughs> Guess what state I'm calling you from? Uh, dead? A state of having my own fucking internet again. Hell yeah. Y- yeah. It's yeah. about time. Yep, and I can't <laughs> wait for my credit report to catch up on my uh, the fact that I finally paid Cox off, and they can just go ahead and send me to that sweet 640 so I'm in the home loan territory. Oh, damn. Yes. Nice. Yes. I agree. I think that's quite nice. Uh, yeah, there's been some uh we'll, we'll we'll start with you, but there's been some there's been there's been modicums and modicrums of improvement over here. I mean, that's that's good. I think so. I love that feeling where you feel like, "Ah, I'm finally like on my way up." Yeah. Yeah, I'm breaking some negative cycles through change. Nice. I'm actually looking at my dogs right now that are not even in their cage. And we're in the same room. And Arthur wants to jump on my lap so bad. Well, then you should let him. Come here, Arthur. (laughs) Arthur. Arthur. I actually thought if I said his name once, he'd appear. For once, he's being surprisingly antisocial. That's okay. Sadie girl. That's because they always want the opposite. Well, as soon as Sadie comes here, yep, Arthur's beat him. Beat her to it. Come here, Arthur. It's because dogs are very jealous creatures. Come say hello. Say hello, Arthur Morgan. I can't hear him. Tell him to speak up. He's really more of a heavy breather. (laughs) So then it should be like in Scream. (laughs) Come on, Sadie, 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 Sadie. Sadie, 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 Sadie. Don't scratch my nipple when you jump up here. Scratch his nipple. Dude, she's got hella paws. I got fucking pissed this morning. I sat down, uh, just waiting for my coffee to get done, sitting at the desk doing desk shit, and I was like, fine, you guys can come up here. And Arthur, you know, he's relatively got it under control. He's got good claw aim. He's he's a dexterous animal. But Sadie, like, she'll get one claw up, and then her next claw she wants to extend and use to stretch against you, and she just fucking swipes my nipple. And I go fight or flight, and I just punch her right in the jaw. That's an exaggeration, but I got pissed. Oh, it was so. It was right. It was way before coffee, and this thing just attacks my nipple. It hurts so bad. So start wearing a breastplate. I'm gonna have or a really thick bra. Cause she had a later girl is a deadly animal. Yep, that's why you need a breastplate or a heavily padded bra to guard your nipples. 
So how have you been? Uh, I mean, I've been not great, but I mean, at least I've I've done shit over the last three weeks, I guess. No, you didn't. And or have written a bunch of things oh. down to, to at least mention. I didn't write anything down. I was really high. I was like super ready to do the podcast yesterday. I was like, I, I got, I know what I want to talk about other than writing stuff. And then this morning I was like, it's work day. I'm going to work, 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 work. And then you texted me. Work, 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 work. You text me as like podcast at four, and I was like podcast on Sundays. And then I read the text message you sent after D and D last week. It was like podcast next <laughs> Saturday, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, I I looked back at it. I was like, did he just miss this message? <laughs> no. And last time we after the last podcast, we were like, let's start doing podcasts on Sundays so we have Saturdays to write. And then last Saturday we played D and D, and we were like, let's do podcasts next week. And I was like, okay. I just didn't even didn't even think about the Sunday part of it. Yeah. I mean, I only want to, like, as far as recording podcasts slash D&D stuff, really only want to do that on Saturdays. No Sundays? Like, nah, Sunday is my day to catch up on everything that needs to be done before the work week. That makes sense. That was why we picked Saturdays in the first place. Yeah. And I figure doing it every other week um, gives us, you know, two weeks worth of time to get some writing in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, every other week we should be able to. Um, I stopped working at home from John's and started working at home at my house, which is so much better. I don't have to worry about people, uh, like, stopping people's TV programs. I can see my dogs. I can walk the dogs a few times a day more. I get to hang yeah. out with them get to clean my house a little bit it's not not, not looking it still looks like an it still looks like somebody killed themselves here or is waiting to but it's getting better all right well that's good it is don't be killing yourself over there no no i put that i put those impulses to bed a long time ago and now my sisters are going through therapy and talking to me about that type of shit Got to be here to give my older siblings advice on how to be insane and deal with it. I mean, I find therapy very uh, useful, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't gone to therapy since it was mandatory when I was a child. They detected yeah. me early and they were like, mm, the school will pay for this. Yeah, it's still a little too expensive for my liking. Um. <laughs> So I've kind of backed up off of that for now. Since I got to save to move the hell out of this place. I spend way too much money on uh, other things to want to spend it on my mental health. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure some of those other things are crutches that getting your mental health in order could help. No. No, they're not. <laughs> Shut up. It's clean water, all of it. Clean. I only buy clean water and vegetables. Okay. I went to the fucking gumbo truck today. Quarantine be damned. I finally went. I went early. They had gumbo. It was so good. I got two bowls of chicken shrimp sausage gumbo. It was. It was just. I don't. I don't. Mm. Mm. I felt like I couldn't finish the first bowl, but then when I was done with the second bowl, it's like I could never. I could. I don't see why I ever stop eating gumbo. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know about all that gumbo stuff. I don't think I've ever even had gumbo before. Well, if I mean, if we're ever in the same hood, I'll pick up a cup of gumbo for you. Dope. But yeah, I'm going to go find some to eat after this. <laughs> oh, that's going to be four hours. I don't hours know what. Do what? That's going to be four hours from now. I know. There will be something. I live fairly close to a jack-in-the-box, I guess. Depressing. That sounds fucking awful, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to... I mean, to... beef sounds really good, though, so I don't know. Beef is good. I've been, wake, like, in the morning wanting, like, grilled cheese, but I don't ever buy bread, uh, so I can't make it at home. And there's just, like, not a good place. There's places with toast and, and, sh- and cheese and shit on it, and I know jack in the box has a breakfast sandwich but they all just kind of suck i really thought schlotsky's was go ahead yeah they are they all have like a weird sauce on them at jack in the box i don't even know what the hell it is to ask them not to put it on there yeah just give me the cheese and the meat and the bread and stop fucking with it yeah i'll take some mayonnaise frankly but I thought Schlotzky's would have the solution since they're a sandwichy ass place and they have the, the bacon uh, grilled cheese sandwich that comes with a cup of tomato bisque and it's on pretzel bread, which I thought that was interesting. But it also has like avocado in it and it I don't I think it might have a slice of turkey and the cheese wasn't like melted, the cheese wasn't very hot, then the the pretzel bread was fucking sweet. Like pretzel should be salty. It was just, it was just awful. Huh. The soup was good, but Slotsky's continues to be a shitty place to get food that's not Cinnabon. They need to like, places need to quit trying so hard with a lot of these things. It's like, if I go to a restaurant and I'm like, hey, I want macaroni and cheese. I want fucking craft, bro. If I'm ordering <laughs> something along those lines, I want the ghetto shit. Bring me the ghetto shit. I've had a long stance against uh, baked macaroni noodle casseroles that pretend to be mac and cheese. Now, I'm not opposed to yeah. a little bit of breadcrumbs, but you're not serving me a casserole, son. I need a cheesy sauce on macaroni noodles. You can make it gourmet yeah. cheese, and you can add a protein if you want, but it's got to be cheesy sauce and noodles. Exactly. And I'm good with, like, different tiers of things, too. Like... Because there's sometimes you just, you want something specific. Even if it's trash, you want that trash. I'm going to McDonald's for McDonald's, not for something like any fancier than that. You know? Yeah. I want that specific thing. I want a grilled cheese sandwich. Give me some fucking white bread with cheese on it. Go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, McChicken's a McChicken. But a a fine chicken sandwich is different. KFC is going to be getting into the chicken sandwich market. They've been in the chicken sandwich market. No. They're just not very good. Yeah, and they admit that. They admit that they're not really in the market, and they're, they're going to do something different. They're, they're testing it I out mean, in Orlando. Huh. So they're going like the route that Popeye's went? Yeah, they're going on Chick-fil-A's real, business? Yeah, they're going real chicken sandwich territory. That's interesting, because they've had the chicken littles forever. Yeah, which I which always throw I the bread away. I get a couple of those. The bread is so fucking bad on those things. Yeah, it tastes but like... I'll normally... Go ahead. It tastes like the weird bread that, like, church gatherings always manage to have. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I always get, like, one or two of those with a uh, with the KFC Famous Bowl. Oh, the Famous just Bowl. Just add a little more chicken to it. 
famous bowl. So good. You get the you get they the really uh, Nashville spicy yet? The what? The Nashville spicy famous bowl. I didn't know that was. A th- I haven't been there in a long time. <laughs> Man, that shit's so good. Famous bowl's a good idea. I mean, it's famous. It it's such a simple ghetto ass idea that's so freaking good. That's what I need sometimes. Let's uh, just mix all this garbage together, and it's delicious. Their mashed potatoes are kind of grainy. I went I went recently, and I was like, I'm going to do the all-star meal, and I'm going to go to uh, Raising Cane's and get chicken tenders, and then I'm going to go to KFC to get mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, and it turns out I really just prefer that with the cane sauce. I don't think uh, mashed pot- their mashed potatoes do well on other people's chicken. It's like their mashed hmm. potatoes are a little bit dry, and they're it, they need their own chicken on it. They are, but like I don't know. I like KFC's mashed potatoes for the flavor more than like the texture. The texture is not great. It reminds me of like school mashed potatoes, but they were they're still they still taste good. Yeah, I like their gravy. I think Church's is running yeah. away with it, and of course Popeye beats everybody. Popeye's for life. All right, I disagree, but. That's cool. Depends on what you're going for, I guess. You can be wrong. That's okay. Yeah, I'll I'll be right over here. You can be wrong. That's fine. So what do you think of Chick-fil-A Roll20? Chick-fil-A is number one. Oh, fuck off. What do you think of Roll20? <laughs> I think it's a good idea, but like, they be, there's a lot of shit that could be way better. Like? Just, just how everything is... It's it's like all the ideas are there. They're just not set up particularly well. Like the fact you got the grid on there and everything, like that's super cool. But it could be more uh, easy to use, I guess. Yeah, a stunning lack of hotkeys. Yeah, and and just just there's there's just so much stuff there. Like I like it. I just think that if they had a little more uh, people behind it. You get up and running a little better. Well, it's a paid subscription too, uh, or at least you can pay for it, and it's it's pretty popular. Other places like use it. Other like famous online D and D players who play remote. Uh, yeah, it's kind of they don't really have real competition right now. I've grown to like yeah. it more. Um, we played our the first time we played on Roll Twenty. At least the first time I played on Roll Twenty was actually the campaign you wound up joining. It started in 3.5 instead of 5e, and it was a monstrous pain to use 3.5 in that system. It just didn't really work, and they have... You can see the macros if you go and look at the the shit you're using. You can see the program that they're using to run everything, and you can edit the macro system. And if something goes wrong, it just fucks up your ability to roll shit. Hmm. Yeah, and they don't have the spell list for 3.5 either, so you can't drop spells or just cast use. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I like it. I just, you know, I can just see see those spaces. It's it's still, like, it seems like it's a really early build of it, even though I'm guessing it's been around for a long time. Um, it's definitely been around at least as long as Discord. But Discord seems to give a shit about what it's doing. Yeah. Because, like, I watch quite a bit of D&D content and, like, podcasts and stuff and 
I've never heard of Roll20 until John was like, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, so what's up with Bob the Fighter? <laughs> uh, well, that whole situation was just like, it was annoying how everything got set up because it was like, I'm in the middle of like doing a bunch of shit and then John's like, hey, let's do D&D, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Like, number one, I don't want to be committed to this thing. I don't have that much time. And then, on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but I miss you people, and I don't get to see you at all, and I miss playing D&D and shit, so I guess I'm in. And then I'm looking at everything, and I'm like, what's simple? I don't want to fucking do any kind of spell casting again. That's not particularly fun. And I didn't want to go with, like, the barbarian stuff again, because, like, I've done it already. And so I was like, I'll just go, like, really simple and go with, like, a fighter. But, you know, most of my characters have some kind of chaotic uh, energy to them. Because that's how I like that's how I like my D&D shit. I want it to be very comedy and drama-based. I want to be able to throw some wrenches into shit. So I decided to be a fighter that doesn't want to be a fighter. And is uh, very aware of how a lot of other races live way longer than humans do. And he's depressed and drinks a lot. All right. Uh, so that's kind of that deal. Did you see Mark Harmon, um, Mark Harmon's Quest or Harmon's Quest? I saw the one free episode there was back when it first started. I'll do you one better. I saw a YouTuber break down his character. He's a he's a fighter that's destined to be a super great fighter and he knows it but he's his his catch is that he's a tremendous fucking coward so he spends a lot of the uh, a lot of the show just doing comedy monologues about being a pussy and then rolling dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that kind of shit, man. I wish they had it on a streaming service of some kind. They do. It's the one that um but they have a, it's on Verve. Yeah, what's what's the other one that um who makes who makes red versus blue? Which is something that uh, they're not even known for. Rooster, Rooster Teeth. Teeth, isn't it? Yeah. Rooster Teeth is on some kind of fucking platform that you can get all that shit on. Well, I don't know the name of it, so that's not helpful. I feel like it might be Verve, but I don't know. Rooster Teeth has all their own shit going on too, so who knows. Yeah, they have a studio down in Houston. Yep. That's where they're mainly based at, really. I guess a lot of their shit comes from L.A., but their, like, headquarters is in, uh, yeah, Texas. Same with Robert Rod Rodriguez and Film Riot and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, Texas seems like a pretty good place for that kind of stuff at this point. Arthur, go away. Go lay down, Arthur. Come here, Arthur. Come over here. Arthur Morgan. Get the fuck off of me. Get off of me. But yeah, D&D, I'm digging it. I hate that I always come in late. Yeah. Every single time. It, it It's really, really frustrating. Um, Like with Bill, it wasn't a problem because he was such like a go-lucky simpleton. <laughs> Yeah, and it was super fun to play, and like, you and I got along really well as characters, 
<laughs> like, let's go swimming. Like, just bonding shit. That was cool. But then after he died, and then I came back as uh, Reyna, there was just constant suspicion, and it was like, I can't get in with anybody. Because I figure, you know, being like a female character, it would be easier to get in with Audrey and have some kind of bonding. No, she but she was afraid fucking of fucking shit. humans, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then John was just super suspicious the whole time and just caused like so much chaos. It was just impossible. Well, John's, and now we're dealing with kind of... John's overpowered character at that time was able to decide what the story was going to do or he would throw things. And yeah. Audrey's Audrey's big character twist is actually that like her father belongs to a cult or she works with a cult that looks for people who are are destined to become gods and stop them from becoming gods. Like she she kind of tried to make herself a foil to John's character, but the rest of like how she plays it is that she can't talk to anybody or do anything or like, you know, participate or be interesting or fun until the end of the yeah, story see, that was all stuff that i didn't know at all nobody knew well, nobody knew until about a week ago when she's like because it keeps coming up that her characters are shithead boring people until this fighter where she can actually talk and do things and she chose to be infantile and annoying but whatever <laughs> i really yeah. loved playing batch and nate's uh incorporating batch into other things which is kind of weird that i have a character running around that i'm not playing it's just npcs and other people's games yeah that's pretty weird he was interesting. But now i'm seeing kind of the same problem with my new character nate's the one being all fucking shut downy about everything Aleth? oh she's social well yeah she's kind of so it's a monster hunting campaign and she's a monster hunter my character is just kind of supposed to be studying cultures and being the healer yeah but i mean I'm, I'm still i'm referring to the fact that i you know came in late i guess because i wasn't there for the I role play session last week was what i heard it was or you know the week before we played um and i was late to that and now everybody's suspicious and there's not any time to like what the fuck am i supposed to do yeah john had john had one or two sessions with audrey and Nate, because it was just going to be their campaign. And then while I was working there, uh, they, they, we had a session for me to introduce a character, which I, I just managed to walk into a place while they were mid-quest. So it was kind of weird, but, you know, we just kind of, I don't know, we just kind of acted like it was normal. I treated them suspiciously, but then whatever. They started seeing me as a pet because I, my character's kind of weird. And then we had a session where we met the other dude at uh, while we were turning in the bounty, and he was just an asshole the whole time. So we were still, we are still suspicious of him, because <laughs> because uh. the happenings there was we were turning in the bounty, and he kept pretending it was his bounty. And then there was a paperwork confusion with the clerk, and he would kept kept like being like, "So yeah, the bounty split five ways." And they're like, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's fucking not." And then you just kind of walk up to us on the mountain, and it's like, really? <laughs> People just keep walking in on these bounties. Yeah. I wasn't aware that there was so much that already happened. Well, John <laughs> like wanted to play with... there were so with, many campaigns. John wanted to play with Hagen, and I don't even think they really wanted to play with me, but I was at their house while they were doing it, and they were like, you want to join? So 
I was, you know, I like playing D&D, so I made a character and joined. Uh, yeah. And then uh, they wanted to include you, and I was just like, once they figured out Roll20 a little bit better, they were just like, let's see if we can get, the, get, get Zach into this. All right. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to get in there. Because, like, when I was making my character, I was like, I obviously, I don't want to sit here and attempt to do cool shit. Because in the past, when I've tried to do that, it's always like, haha, either you got a shit roll or when Nate was DMing, he shut shit down hard. Yes. Yes, he did. Like, it was just like, dude, you, all of your NPCs do the same exact thing. They all just say, fuck no. <laughs> it's like, can you play along a little bit? Shit, dude. I've heard about people mur- murder hoboing in his other campaigns and whatnot, but this, uh, yeah, the campaign with with uh, with Batch, we were we were trying to unravel that political thing, and it seemed like I don't think we were ever really going to get there until we killed the dragon. <clears throat> yeah, there was like multiple stories going on that would felt like we weren't getting anywhere in either of them. Yeah, he's talked about the uh, the the three storylines going on before. And it's like once if one if we ever got around to killing the dragon, we would have started making more progress. But then, uh, I'm not really sure what happens after that. I know, I know him making your character more in conflict with the lich that we were fighting becomes a thing. And then yeah, we we get to figure out who the masked people are and whatnot. Yeah. So I listened. Yeah, to I like playing Bill more. <laughs> I ha- I found. Found another record. All right. Yes. Jeff Rosenstock has finally released a new record. Ah, yeah. You love that guy. I do love Jeff Rosenstock. And his new record, No Dream, is on Polyvinyl Records' YouTube channel. And they have a great 40-minute... So that they had somebody, they had this girl come on and, and do a Bob Ross video where she just paints the album title or the uh, the album cover while the record plays. Oh, that's cool. They also made a, a hotline you can call in, uh, that that you can you you deal with the the automated voice. who's just a guy talking about uh, how to how to get your anxiety treated on this hotline, and you pick a number for what you're anxious about, and it plays a track from the album while this asshole kind of talks over it. Modern indie entertainment is so fucking weird. It is, it is. But this is Jeff. This is Jeff's best. Uh, probably it's his first like real like summertime record since maybe Vacation uh, or Adults, and it's it's a really great summery, anxious pop punk record. It goes through some suburbany pop punk tropes. Even usually, what I like about Jeff Rosenstock is that he puts the chip tune into the punk rock, and there's such little synth. In, in this record there's a there's a spot on uh probably my favorite track scram where i think he's about to bust into a giant chip tune plus guitar solo and instead he goes into a brief metalcore breakdown and it just what? <laughs> yeah he totally <laughs> i was getting ready and it <laughs> just <laughs> just totally wow. caught me off fucking guard but yeah, he, he, he well, takes... Well, I do love metalcore. I'll check it out. He takes this funny, anxious approach, approach to gaslighting and anxiety and actually has his... Uh, probably his... He has two love songs on the record, and it's probably his second and third best attempts at writing love songs. He didn't write 
love songs until he got married and then he put out the album worry and that was only two albums ago so yeah state line and uh honeymoon ashtray were were very charming attempts at love songs and the record's fantastic i think it's an, a nine out of ten i fucking loved it i've listened to, to it like four times today just to be sure i knew how to talk about it all right great i will check it out because i don't think i've heard much of his stuff i've heard it mostly around you i think um, this is a really good jeff rosen start record record to start with i started with we cool and then i went through the bond the music industry catalog but this is this is a this is a little more mainstream all right yeah i feel like he lives in a wes anderson movie he, he lives in brooklyn but he recently moved to la <laughs> oh. Major shift. It's got the bomb, the music industry, uh, the staple people. It's got basically everybody but Mike Costas on it. La- Lauren Stevenson's uh, doing backup vocals. He's got John DiDominici on bass again. Uh, Chris Farron makes an appearance briefly, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Yes. Still not better nice. than I think his best solo record would be uh i look like shit it's just kind of hard to ignore that that record's impact but yeah no dream definitely worth a listen and a watch it was fun to watch her paint that album cover you listen to any shit i did listen to some shit um so my brother michael has been getting into metal since he got in his new job and he's you know Learning how to be a plumber, so he's riding around in trucks with people um, that are all into metal. So he's been, like, recommending stuff to me, most of which I'm just like... Stuff you mm. heard? <laughs> I, it's either stuff that I've heard or stuff that comes off as, like, infinitely cringy to me. Radio metal? So I'm just like... Do what? Radio metal? No, it's more along the lines of, like, stuff that... I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like Black Veil Brides type oh, stuff. God. Like every once in a while, there's some of that kind of shit where I'm just like, yeah, not for me. Um, but he sent me a video to uh, this parody of Stacy's mom. The lead singer uh, of called Fountains Jason's of Wayne mom. Died. Do what? The lead singer for Fountains of Wade died. He had COVID. I know. I feel like we talked about it. Maybe we didn't. I posted about it. They talked about it on Hollywood Babylon. Um, he did a lot of shit. Little Richard died, too. Um, do what? Little Richard died. Anyway, back, back to what you were talking about like a week ago. Fred Willard died, too. Fuck me. Yeah, so much death. But, uh... He sent me a, a link to a parody called Jason's Mom. It's about uh, Friday the 13th. And it was done by a band called Ice Nine Kills, who I heard of at one point because they did a cover of Animals by Maroon 5, like a metalcore cover. And I was like, actually pretty good. Because, you know, my sensibilities are I love the passion and the aggression of metal, but I also like a really good pop hook. Yeah. <laughs> so metalcore is my genre, all right? <laughs> I love it. No hate. Um, I, I was a suburban white kid, too. 
Yeah. Right? Why why try to hide it? Um so this band this band Ice Nine Kills, I I looked into their stuff um finally and they their latest record is called The Silver Scream and every song is based off of a horror film and it's it's the fuck it's the fucking bomb, dude. Like I love it. And uh they're really kind of like punny about it like the names of the the songs are really punny now i like, feel like uh, i've seen some of their music videos that now that you're describing them it's possible like they have a song called thank god it's friday and it's about friday the 13th and um it is the end it's about it they have uh rocking the boat which is about jaws the jig is up which is about saw you know all kinds of shit like that where it's like that's a that's a good title <laughs> Um, but that, that album is really, really good. The one before it, uh, has some really good shit on it. Um, everything before that, I haven't dived in too deep, but you know, I've heard a couple of their earliest songs and it's like, not for me. It's a little too, uh, a little too emo, I guess a little too like taking back Sunday style, but like whinier. (laughs) Did they ever take back Sunday? I don't think they ever did. Well, son of a bitch. That being said, when their original guitarist left, I kind of just hopped off of that train. So Same with Smash Mouth. I didn't know they had people leave, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It is Smash Mouth. Well, I don't think you've ever listened to Fushy Mang as I had instructed because it is their only good record. I have. They have two really good records. You're going to make an argument for Astro Lounge? Yeah, I think it's great. Okay. Both of those albums are really, really good. Like, just because they became a meme <laughs> doesn't mean that their stuff wasn't good. I fucking love Fushy, man. Their guitarist yeah. had so much personality back then. And then that guy left. So it goes. <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut. <sighs> man, <laughs> that's just like part of my fucking lexicon now. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a pretty immortal phrasing. I mean, you write a good book, people quote it. It really, but every time that I say it, I immediately think of James Franco, who fucking narrated that for the audio book. God, is there a more pretentious coupling than a Kurt Vonnegut audio book read by James Franco? <laughs> uh, James Franco doing a lot of those kinds of books, I think, would be. Yeah. In like Catcher in the Rye or some shit. That's uh, that's some Franco ass territory. It really is. What a dickhead! Fuck that guy. <laughs> I haven't seen his uh, his his Tony his broom movie. I've been wa- I want to, but I want to see the original first. <laughs> I've seen the original. I want to see the Steve Carell in Space Force. I was gonna watch it last night, but I fell asleep. Is that on Netflix? Yes. I still haven't seen the trailer for it, but I've seen it, like, mentioned by people. So I might just add that to the list of things to watch. I want to watch it quietly because I don't want it because it's Space Force. So it's it's starting from a political position, kind of. And I don't want to get involved with other people's discussions of it. But if I like it, I'll talk about it on the podcast. And if I don't, I won't talk about it anywhere. 
All right. Actually, if I hate it, I'll shit on it here. That's fair. Speaking of things to be shit on, I watched a movie called The Babysitter. I think you mean chat. And is that no. Vin Diesel's The Babysitter? <laughs> no, that's The Pacifier. Oh, shit. <laughs> Great movie. Jeff, get your shit right. No. <laughs> uh, but no, so I watched, I watched this movie, The Babysitter, and the only reason I watched it was because, like, it's on Netflix, uh, but it has Samara Weaving in it from Ready or Not. I don't know and, what that uh, is. And I was like, you saw Ready or Not. Well, I don't know. Who she, oh, is she the blonde from Ready or Not? Yeah, she's the main character. That movie was so good at the end. <laughs> I thought that movie was great all the way through. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies last year. We discussed that on one of these podcasts. It was movie of the year last year. Last year sucked for movies. I disagree. <laughs> I thought last year was great for movies. Damn it. I don't fucking know. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, damn. But then again, you didn't see as many movies as I Oh, did. I've got a movie to bring up once we're off this topic. Okay. But anyways, The Babysitter. It's a movie about this kid who has a babysitter and he is like a total pussy i guess and the only reason i know this is because they say it and they spend like the first 30 minutes with nothing happening and then suddenly the babysitter turns out to be in this crazy devil cult and she stabs this dude in the head and they're like stealing this kid's blood for some ritual or some shit and it's got a lot of like really funny people in it like it's got king batch in it and like Robbie Amell and just weird ass people you don't expect to be in this kind of movie. Bunch of influencers. Uh, Bella Thorne is in it. Yeah, there's one. Dude, she leaked her own nudes. That was a while ago, though. Good for her. <laughs> Good for us. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm not not into her. But yeah, it's just it's a badly like paced movie. The cinematography was weirdly good, though, because I found out that the director of it is a Mick G. A Mick G? Mick G, the director. I don't know who that is. Yeah, all right. I mean, he's done stuff. <laughs> he's uh, kind of a joke. Like a Blumhouse joke? He's like Michael Bay, but bad. <laughs> he's bad Michael Bay. Uh, and Michael Bay's not good. Did he direct Tomb Raider? He directed the Charlie's Angels movies from the uh, 2000s. Oh, John Ockus wrote directed, those. He directed Terminator Salvation. That's fine. Yeah, that one's not too bad. I didn't know he did that one. He's just the guy that they get for whatever's laying around, I guess. Like, we need this to be completely inoffensive and uninteresting. <laughs> But he did all right with the cinematography in this one. I don't know who the cin cinematographer was, but I'm assuming there was some kind of say from McGee. So well, I guess good for him. Let's put credit where credit is due. Let's uh, credit the cinematographer with cinematography. Okay. Let me do some looking things up then. Because I swear to God, if Alex starts taking credit for cinematography on Pharmacos because she's the director, <laughs> I'm going to write her a letter. Cinematographer was Shane Hurlbut. Oh, Hurlbut's <laughs> a, a great cinematographer, and he hosts a class. He hosts a master class series that's worth three hundred dollars, apparently. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, fuck him. His early career included work on music videos for Gloria Estefan and Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know that he's actually done anything like 
had been he's not Roger Deakins, that's for fucking sure. But he's a he's a high working cinematographer today. Ew, he worked on the skulls and Mr. Three Thousand. Well maybe his career's in decline. <laughs> and semi pro. This is early shit. <laughs> well you gotta start somewhere. It's getting better. Uh I think Need for Speed was his like moment where he started teaching people he runs a website yeah need for speed yeah 2014 into the badlands i hear is all right but all these movies are like nothing rim of the world (laughs) all right all right well fuck him never mind i was wrong (laughs) yeah good job on the babysitter though Um, (laughs) but yeah so there's that (laughs) And what were you uh, gonna talk about? Oh man, they've been watching Marvel movies over at the garage. So uh, after they went to bed, hell yeah, I went ahead and finally rented Endgame. Oh yeah, and great ending, man. It was uh, it was cathartic to see uh, Captain America break some rules and go find a life. And I don't really know that. I mean, I guess Robert Robert Downey Jr. had to leave eventually. At us. And I guess the the whole point was he learns about sacrifice becomes a thing. He's got that twenty three movie arc where eventually I guess he has to get like make more sacrifice. But I th- I feel like he's learned that lesson previously. Uh, I don't know if he had. To I agree. That, but... Um, there is different little points throughout the series of movies where he does kind of learn that. But the fact that he actually does in the end sacrifice himself, I feel like, is the. It, it just wraps everything up in a nice little bow. The moment itself was good. I knew it was going to happen because people... I, I waited way too long to like complain about spoilers. <laughs> did you see it on Pornhub like you did with the Han Solo thing? I actually saw Cap gets uh, Cap picks up the hammer in a Pornhub comment. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> and I was, funny. Yeah, which was also a cool moment. Um, yeah. I didn't know Black Widow died people had managed to keep that away from me uh and i that whole scene was pretty fucking long (laughs) it was a brutal shot like like the shot where you look down and you you see it see it yeah i'm sad all the important sequences were really great sequences like and they didn't look away from from stuff very much like you didn't yeah the 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 Pushing into to him saying I'm Iron Man for the last time was was a pretty great tip five seconds. Oh yeah, they really took their time on that. Yeah, it was a good sequence. I was so mad at Pepper Potts. She just like, first of all, I'm sick of seeing that bitch in these movies. Period. But then she finally goes up. I agree. She comes out of nowhere, and then she's in the last ten seconds of the fight, and then this dude gives his life, and she just sits down, and she's like. Go ahead and die, yeah, bro. Yeah, cry smiling. You can rest now. And I was like, fuck you. You can fucking rest. You suck. Like, I, I really I like the sentiment of it, but I don't feel like she pulled it off. And even worse, I the fact that we didn't see their actual relationship hardly at all throughout all this time, it really just felt like she was just like, and I have plans, you know? <laughs> Like, let's get this over with so I can go do other stuff. <laughs> yeah, she just, she just, like, she might as well have held up the will and, like, could you sign here? <laughs> yeah. Off. Their relationship is so worthless. And even watching all these movies back to back, 
I only knew that they were married because I saw it at the beginning of Endgame. Like, she could have been anywhere. (laughs) If they would have started that movie with her having a kid with Smiley, I would have been like, oh, I guess it happened, sure. She was always kind of like the weakest thing about... I don't know. Whenever you throw in a love interest in any of these movies, it's kind of the weakest shit. Yeah, I mean, Pepper Potts was a good character in the first movie, but then they started moving away from her. Well, the issue was, like, that they... There was so much on on and off with them, and it's like you're not seeing them get back together or split up because it's happening between movies. So it's, like, hard to stay invested. It's like... What the shit? Like, they're together in Iron Man 3, and then, you know... Civil War happens or whatever, and it's like, okay, now they're broken up. <laughs> like, they're already broken up at the beginning of that, and then they're back together at the end of Spider-Man. It's like, where is this shit happening? Yeah, I didn't see Spider-Man. I did see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I still haven't seen Ant-Man. <laughs> uh, what'd you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? It was fun. I love Paul Rudd. He's adorable. Yeah. I think it's rather enjoyable. It was a fully fun a lot movie. Of people didn't like it. Oh fuck them! It did. It did. Yeah. It was the smallest feeling Marvel movie, but which it's about an ant and a wasp. It makes sense. It was fun. They, well, it felt like a movie that you could have made in the '90s easily with no context for the Marvel universe at all. I mean, yeah, that's true. But it was still fun. I don't know what they're bitching about. Yeah, it was cutesy. I don't sometimes. know. There's so much stuff like people get so hardcore about this shit like i used to get really hardcore about this shit where i'm just like you didn't like it fuck you (laughs) or just the stuff where it's like well this movie is complete garbage because blah 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 it's like it wasn't complete garbage like you're wrong even if you disagreed with some points there's something to like maybe there were a lot of corny moments maybe there were some plot holes maybe it didn't break any ground but fuck you, it was fun. I laughed and they they ended it. So <laughs> Exactly. It's entertainment. I That's was entertained, goddammit. I even left the room to go to the bathroom and I came back and I was still entertained. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Hell yeah. Speaking of, the Snyder cut is happening. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because i've been like working on the pixar stuff and we talk about the the uh snyder cut as a meme basically in the toy story thing do we lot. really <laughs> yeah we reference it a lot like talking about desaturating the movie and turning it into the snyder cut <laughs> which i did <laughs> we're the funniest <laughs> and now it's a thing so by the time this video comes out it's gonna be like the snyder cut's actually real <laughs> Oh, God, I hope he doesn't decide to do something that makes us look stupid. <laughs> I'm so excited for the fucking Snyder Cut. I have no idea what it's even going to be. No, I haven't seen and Justice, Justice League. League was kind of a trash fire, so... I didn't see Justice League, but I was excited to see Darkseid, and it's been confirmed that his version will have Darkseid in it. Yeah. I just... I don't know what this movie's going to be at all, because there was so much... In the, the version that we got, the theatrical version, that's just like everything about this movie is so uninteresting. <laughs> like nothing is real, and everything is so like saturated. Like 
Everything is so inoffensive in this movie, except for like the way that they shoot particular things. Um, it's just dumb. So this one, I'm just like, is it going to be hyper edgy like Batman v Superman? Probably. I wouldn't. But it's got so many other characters. I don't know. I still haven't seen Aquaman. I wanted to see that. Wonder Woman was okay. Aquaman was pretty good. They just tried to put too much shit in it. And it's like they doubled up on the villains and they didn't need to. Because one of the villains, you cut him out of the movie, it makes a much stronger movie. (laughs) Did you see Birds of Prey yet? I have not. Me either. I was excited about that. I wanted to see it. (sighs) Yeah. I have it on my my list of like sixty movies to watch right now. I don't remember who was talking. And I've just to been me putting them. That they said it was. I've good. just been. Sorry. Well, someone I don't trust their movie opinion said it was good, so I was going to ask. Uh I haven't talked to anybody that is. Oh well, actually, Aaron saw it and he said it was the best DCEU film. So. All right. Well, he's, he's there also was something said that he liked the about best it. Director and K. Stu no. and. Case two's his favorite female actress, and what's his fucking dumb shit face? I don't think he said any of those things. He did. We have it on the American Ultra review. Okay. I, have, I know he didn't say that Zack Snyder's his favorite director, though. Yes, he did. Um, this is also in because, the Super Thought episode. I could pull it. Well, I can't pull it up. Batman anymore. v Superman wrecked his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking about. Uh, the Watchmen and one of the food. Well, the Food for Thought videos are down, so I can't go prove it. But he said it before. Well, I have most of them still, so. Oh, cool. Just send those to me and I'll, I'll, I'll fucking go through them. <laughs> uh, man, that would be so hard to send over email. Yeah. Anyway, he hates him now because of his crimes against filmanity. Yeah. That's fair. I feel kind of similarly. Yeah, I've never really liked him that much. I've liked so many of his movies. I like The Watchmen. I really liked Watchmen. I really liked 300. I really liked Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead was okay. The original was better. I'm one of the apologists for Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch was one that I've been meaning to see because it looks poppy and fun, or pulpy and fun. And I'm into that. It is. So... It doesn't have. It to is be and it. it isn't because there's some stuff that gets like insanely dark where you're just like, "Ooh, this is just uncomfortable," and then there's some stuff where it's just like, "This seems lazy," and then this seems uh, like the story is kind of fucking dumb. But visually, it's super fun to watch. Got lots of really pretty ladies in like really cool situations. Sexual situations. And do what? Sexual situations. Uh, only the, in the really uncomfortable way. <laughs> Never mind then. Oh, like the backs of a back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> like the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, just like that. But Oscar Isaac, like that was the first thing I ever saw him in, and he is like an amazing villain. He's fucking terrifying. So I recommend it. Yeah, I'll get around to it one day. Unless I yeah. die before then. <laughs> yeah, it's not that important. Yeah. It's not like you're going to get to the gates of hell and he's going to be like, wait, did you see Sucker Punch? Why, does it not no. make sense if I go All in right. there? 
No, you have to go to the deepest depths of hell if you haven't seen Sucker Punch. They're going to stop me at the gate and be like, look, we want you to come to hell, but if you haven't seen Sucker Punch, this won't make a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) So what else has been up? Oh, God. Three weeks has been so long that there's things that have that have become a normal part of life that I don't even think about as news for the podcast. Um, I got uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. I bought it for John's Switch. Ooh. Yep. It is still is $60. It, amazing? it is fucking amazing. Well, yeah, that's Nintendo for you. Yeah, it should never have still been. Still $60? What? Try to buy Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. It's still $60, and that came out on the Wii back in 2013. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was absolutely worth every penny. Like, I would have paid... I would have paid some money to play it on Game Boy again, frankly, because I loved it so much as a kid. But I was like seven when I played that game, and I was too stupid for the sixth and seventh temple. So I've, I had no chance of beating it. Uh, but playing it again, it's it's legitimately challenging and fun. Of course, if you follow me on Facebook, you know that I died eleven times on my first run in normal mode, and then I died zero times on my second run because I wanted to get the alternate ending. Um, it's yeah the music the new orchestration is great the new animation style is kind of interesting oh yeah i've seen a lot of stuff about it and i'm just like man i i love the style so much i didn't think i would like it but you become accustomed to it so fast that everything just starts to look really really pretty yeah i'm just i really like how it just it looks very small yeah it just I don't know. I think it's adorable, and it looks really freaking cool because they have the the stuff that's, like, out of focus in certain areas and stuff. Yeah, it's actually just a vignette. It's just a bokeh vignette. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, but it's, <laughs> but it's what they're trying to convey. <laughs> yeah, they want the dreamlike nature of the game to be true. And this holds up as, as uh, like, when I played it on Game Boy... If I played it on this, like, with the Game Boy adapter on the Super Nintendo, it was kind of the best feeling top-down Zelda because the first item you get in the first temple is Rock's Feather, which is notoriously the Zelda item that lets you jump. Um, so you spend most of the game... Like, I didn't take Rock's Feather off the entire game. I had Rock's Feather so I could jump over shit, and then I had whatever item I needed for the situation. And it, it just feels so good to play. It's, you feel so agile, even in a top-down game. And the uh, the 3D graphics really help emerge, like immerse that better than the Game Boy did, where you would still have some kind of block movements. But it's definitely a worthwhile update, and it was super, super fucking fun to play. I've beaten it almost three times now. Nice. Yeah, I never played Link's Awakening. It just wasn't a game that I had and didn't have friends that had it. Um, but whenever the, the trailer for this one was announced, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Why are there chain chomps in this game? And then, you know, looked into it and all that shit and realized, okay, it's a remake and saw a lot of stuff about it. And I'm just like, I really like the look of this game. It, and it's Zelda, so you know what? Top tier. It is one <laughs> Never of played the best. S tier. It is one of the best Zelda games. <laughs> Really? Yeah, as far as like, uh, bef- like especially before Ocarina of Time came out, like I I would put it, I would say it's as about as fun, but it's a lot shorter than A Link to the Past. Okay. 
and the last few temples are actually pretty fucking challenging. Like, I spent forever in the uh, the face temple because uh, the you have to you you have that classic you hit the crystal and parts of the floor raise up or down and they're color coded, and it yeah. it's just like you, you it's so hard to guess which element is supposed to be up or down and you might cross across the castle and find out you fucked up. Um, and you have to be able to get the uh, the stone beak to listen to the hint owls because there was no way that I was going to get... There's no way that I was going to beat the eagle tower without the hints because the thing that they need you to do to progress through the level was so obscure. Like, uh, it, was, it would have been really hard for me to figure that out. I was like, what the fuck do I do with this big black rock? I was like, what the fuck do I do with this big black, big black rock for like an hour? Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I eventually want to play all the Zelda games, so I'm sure I'll get that at some point. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I'll beat Hero Mode this weekend, which is, uh, in Hero Mode, the hook is that nothing ever drops hearts. Ever. Ugh. Yep. And nothing can drop a fairy either. You have to go to a fairy fountain to get fairies. Hmm. Yeah, so I've died 15 times. I just beat the 7th temple. So I've got to go to the 8th temple and wake up the wind fish and then fight the the big thing at the end. All right. That sounds crazy. I'm more of like a casual gamer. <laughs> I don't need like extreme challenges. I need it to be just challenging enough. Yeah, don't play heroes. Give me hearts. <laughs> Don't play heroes. It wasn't that hard. It took me. It only took me a day to beat it with no deaths, uh, on the second run. Yeah, but you're way better than me. I will. The only tip I'll give people is that some of the stuff that feels like you're never gonna solve this puzzle. What the fuck am I looking at? You gotta go. Just go to the library in the town. They've got. They've got the hints for all the major uh, hooks in the game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you never have to Google anything. But it's quicker to Google things. Oh, it is for sure. They've got the, well. <laughs> there's one thing that you can't Google because it's RNG based, so you have to go to the library to figure out what that is every time. Don't you just love when they throw those in there? It's brilliant. <laughs> it's always like, yeah, but your game is different. Yep. Just like Diablo Two, yep. it's a auto-generated map every time. I mean, yeah. Like, the Pokemon games had a lot of that shit too. No, they didn't. Back in... They did. Like, depending on, like, what kind of egg you would get, you would have to, like... It was based off of, like, random-ass numbers in your... Whatever number you are or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to say, the maps are consistent. What are you talking about? Oh. (laughs) No, I'm not talking about that specifically. The only other gaming change I think I've made in in the previous lays... I got the... So the Switch has Wi-Fi. It does not have an Ethernet port on it. So if you want to, if you want a wired connection for your Switch, you have to get an adapter. Uh, and the Switch's Wi-Fi caps out at 50 megabits per second. So you ah, fucking Nintendo. Yeah. Not only is Smash Brothers netcode goddamn awful, but the Wi-Fi adapter is goddamn awful. And so I finally bought one of these adapters. And I played for maybe an hour. And I had recently had a really bad run online. 
their 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 ranking system is based on GSP points, which is a system that measures your average against the rest of the world. I had a couple bad runs and I was down to 120,000 GSP, and I played for less than an hour and I got back up to six million. I was just fucking destroying people. My inputs were working again. I won two tournaments in a row, and I just like by the time I was like I played for like an hour, and by that time I was like kind of too drunk to be playing anymore. So I, <laughs> so I stopped. But even shitface, my inputs were so fucking fast. I just became diff. It was different. It was completely different. So if you're playing competitive nice. fighting games with the Switch, spend the twenty bucks to get an adapter. It just fuck. It changes the whole thing. All right, that's cool. It is cool because I'm a champion again. Best piranha plant. Good in the game. for you. How's how's it going on Sekiro? All right. Hey, this is not over. Okay. This isn't over. <laughs> you gotta talk about Sekiro. I, it's part of the podcast. I believe I turned it back on because I was like, I want to make Zach proud. <laughs> and then I was lost. Did you? <laughs> I was lost. <laughs> so the whole reason I bought the fucking... Uh, the whole reason I bought Link's Awakening was I was playing Sekiro and I was lost and I couldn't kill the Necromancer. And then I was like, I need a confidence boost. So I'd get on Smash Brothers, and I would get my ass kicked, and then I would get sad, <laughs> and then I would look at editing projects, and I was like, I don't want to edit right now. And then I would play some Sekiro, and I would get my ass kicked, and I was like, God, I'm just so fucking pissed, and my stimulus check could come in here. And I was like, what else could I do? And I remember the Link's... I've been dying to get the Link's Awakening. I had forgot, uh, and I, I, that, so, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Sekiro. I'm going to beat Link's Awakening on hero mode before I crack open Sekiro again. And then if it's too mean, if Sekiro is too mean on me, if it's being a fucking meanie, I'm going to play more Zelda. All right. And then I'll ask about Sekiro again on the next podcast. (laughs) I have two weeks to So let's see. Other things on my list. Oof. There's so many. You mind if I read any good books? Mind if I take three seconds to go grab my phone charger? Uh, of course I mind. Go for it, homie. Entertain them. Oh no, how am I to entertain them? Entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. It's entertaining entertainment. How you folks doing? Tell us in the comments. Leave a voice message on Anchor or, or uh, uh, um, oof. you're a flounder, Jeff. I'm back, y'all. I'm sorry to leave you with this. Oh, jeez. He's back. Back in black. Daddy never leaves for long. Daddy always leaves for long. I know this firsthand. <sighs> Sad panda. <laughs> Bring it down, folks. Hello, dogs. Yes, I got up and sat back down. Ah, oh, they must be so confused. I know. They're like, you don't usually exercise this much. What's wrong? <laughs> Are you dying? I left my kettlebell at John's. I have nothing to work out with here. 
Golly gee willikers, mister. I keep You're really strong. I keep forgetting it's over there. Well, stop. <laughs> I got my hand cranky. So you can get some strong hands. It works strong your forearm. forearms. Yeah. It could really do some damage to your forearm. I really recommend these things. I mean, that's what masturbation is for. Why? 30 seconds of a workout? Get good, son. <laughs> 30 seconds? Dude, I'm not Psh. I'm not trying to drag this shit out anymore, all right? Psh. I only drag it out. I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good idea. <laughs> There's a big girl that moved in next door, but she also has, like, I think her friend that she carpools with is hot, so I should probably start showering more. I mean, I recommend showering more for yourself, but if someone else has to get you to do it, go for it. Yeah. Well, I shower every day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wake up yeah, with a shower. Yeah, sure. That's what they all say. I have to shower when I wake up or I feel shitty all day. Hmm. I shower every other day. I thought about transitioning my showers tonight, but with my hair, I have to I have to brush, which means I should detangle or at least get some water in it. It's a hassle. But I'm beautiful. Yeah. It's worth it. What's on your cocksucking list, boy? Um Well, I'm trying to get stuff to come up naturally, and you know you you're setting stuff up pretty well cuz you talked about your kettlebell thing. I've been doing some working out myself. I'm finally getting my shit in order. Doing cock push-ups? Hell yeah. Training, like I said. Are you training to take on Brock? No. Are you training to take on Krillin? I'm training to take on Misty. I'd take on Misty. Take She's 10, you on fuck. on me. Is she really? I don't know. I think she's like 12. Dude, Script Notes did a... Uh, well, this was actually a pretty old episode. I, I, I recently got Script Notes Premium, so I went back to their uh, Little Mermaid breakdown. Craig Mace is like, I know she's 16 in the story, but fuck you, they drew her hot on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's a drawing, but still, it's the thought that counts. Yes, and he thinks she's hot. And you know what? You know what? I don't want to get canceled. So, your workout routine? <laughs> Uh, so interestingly, in my old age, I've noticed that my flexibility is going to shit. So I started doing yoga. Fuck yeah, dude. That'll and it's it's really crazy because like, number one, it's way harder than it seems. Like doing simple shit because they're like, you're not just doing this simple thing. You're like holding everything together, like flexing the whole time. It's crazy. Joe Rogan calls it martial arts against yourself. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. It kind of is, because it's something where it's like, it's like planking. It's like, you can stop anytime you want, but you just feel shitty about it. Yeah, my part of my kettlebell routine became doing flyouts and, and holds. Uh, so oh. I'll do, yeah, like I'll do uh, straight in front of me for 90 seconds, and then down for five seconds, and then straight in front of me for a minute, and then I'll work down to 30 seconds, and then I'll go to another angle. And then I'll try to get, with, without bending my arm in different directions, to straight over my head. And, and just holding things 
like in a flexed one position. That's fucking. And I'm just using my arm. I'm not like trying to do a downward dog or nothing. But yeah, it's they're they're called negatives in in uh, resistance training. The ability to hold yourself in a position as opposed to lifting. Yeah. Yeah, I always hated lateral raises. That's like my least favorite workout. <laughs> They're tough, but it's only a 20-pound kettlebell. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, even when I was like lifting a lot and I was making a lot of progress, lateral raises, like front and to the side, were like the worst shit. It's like I'm sitting here curling like 35 pounds and doing all this shit with like 35 pounds, and then I get to that, and it's like, whew, I'm lucky to get 15. <laughs> Yeah, I call I call the the one that's straight out from your from your side the fly out, and then I have the zig hale press, which is straight forward and up. Yeah. But then I try to dip nuts. that behind my. Then I try to if my if I my hand's not too wet and I can bend it back, I try to uh, dip it behind me and then pull it back forward. Like behind your back? Behind my back. Like okay, so that'd be like a French press. Those things fucking wrecked me. I call it the Oprah Winfrey press uh, because it works the bottom <laughs> of the arm. Yeah, your triceps. Yeah, I like. There's multiple times I would start lifting again because I would stop for a while or just stop doing that workout specifically, and I always forget. And then I go back to it, and then I do it, and the next day it's like my fucking elbows and my triceps are sore for like a week. That's my favorite one. Like to a point where it's like, uh Well, I'm talking like bad sore i'm talking like i can't fucking do anything (laughs) that's the one that that's the muscle i think that adapted the fastest i don't i don't know why that feels so much better than the other things if i'm if i'm going too hard or like i'm not going hard hard i'm not like lifting heavy shit like 20 pound kettlebells more serious than a 20 pound dumbbell for sure but i'm doing it all day while i'm taking calls so i'll do it for like 30 minute sessions and then i'll take 10 minutes off and if i get stressed like someone's pissing me off or if i get bored then I'll start doing it. Yeah. So I kind of work out half the day when I actually have my kettlebell. Hell yeah. I should take that shit with me to work. <laughs> I should take some of those things with me to work because I'm sitting at a desk at this point and it's like I'll get up every so often and just stretch and make sure I'm not falling asleep. I should just bring some shit <laughs> to work out. If you get into the mindset of I'm just going to do a couple of curls every time I'm bored, it starts to become this addictive thing where you are basically flexing on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So what stage of yoga are you in? Um, I'm, I've been doing like this very – I've been doing a – it's a beginner routine for the last couple of weeks essentially, just getting used to all the stuff. It's been the same thing for the last couple of weeks. And then starting on Monday – Um, There's this YouTuber lady who's been doing yoga shit for, I don't know, since like 2012, I guess. Uh, Yoga with Adrian is what it's called. I'll shout her out. Dope stuff. It's funny going through the comments because it's like a bunch of people who are like, well, I'm in quarantine, so I guess I'll do this. And it's like, this video is from like 2015. It's like blowing (laughs) up because that's like all the comments are like, quarantine, guess I'm going to start doing yoga. Yeah, it's that or baked bread, and good luck finding flour right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm planning on starting a 30-day challenge thing starting Monday. Oh, shit. So that will – we'll see how that goes. Be good podcast it's like content. Jumping from beginner stuff to, like, 
This is just kind of a bunch of stuff thrown together. She says it's like good for all areas, but I'm I'm afraid because some of the stuff in the thumbnails is like, well, I can't do that. I'll try my best. <laughs> yeah, John Green did a 30-day fitness challenge or a 10-week fitness challenge with his friend, and they just got personal trainers, and it didn't seem fair. But I know if you – like when I started uh, walking – long distances every day and I, and I would take time to stretch my hamstring and all my leg muscles and a bit of my back I would just feel so much better every day I could sit for longer I could stand for longer just felt everything oh felt yeah so good that was that was what made me decide to like try the yoga thing because like I found myself doing a lot of stretching anyways like when I was you know lifting weights and all that and it's just like at first doing the yoga shit was hard but then like after a couple days it's like this just feels like the stretching process just feels like insanely good and if i don't do it my body just feels stiff all day <laughs> i've been trying to sell john on this shit because john constantly winds up with weird shoulder and middle back pains and shit and lumbar pain it's just like you sit in the most ridiculously padded chair for 16 hours a day you'll only get up to yell at your kid like yeah and, and you got no physical activity and you're a, a heavy fucking dude you gotta you gotta do and with something with the shit that we do where we're sitting at a computer all the time hunched over like it's even worse for obviously. him he's fucking writing code all day like <laughs> yeah he's sitting there like smeagol yeah, it's it's a super bad situation, and his armrests are really high, so he's always pushing his shoulders up. I'm trying to tell him just like armrests are are gonna put that shoulder pain right where you're pointing to every time. Yeah, that's true. I don't have armrests on my chairs. I need them on my chair at work, but like they're not. I don't keep them up really high. Like they're level with the desk essentially, or I guess a little below the desk. They could be nice. So my arms sit comfortably. They're not like pushing my shoulders up or anything. Yeah. Um, so other stuff on my list. You read any books? I read some books, kind of. I listened to some books. They were cleaning the garage, the the and my Kindle fell out of uh, my laptop case. So oh, I've, I've turned on my Kindle, but I haven't oh. read any books. I don't think I've read anything. No, it's like I got the script notes premium, so I've been. Uh, I had a I, I I called in sick a whole bunch because I was being anxious and insane and staying up crazy late and drinking, and uh, I just listened. I feel that. Yeah, I listened to like. I don't know. I I listened to maybe a hundred episodes of script notes. Probably, it was like I would Damn. wake up and start listening to script notes until I went to bed. And I did that for, like, maybe a week. All right. That's cool. You learning a lot? Some of it was stuff we've been over before. Um, I mean, it's always good to hear that show because there's not a whole lot of writing resources that you can do in 30 minutes or an hour that gets your mind right on to writing and thinking about what they yeah. were talking about. So Script Notes is always going to be good for that, even if it's a dumb episode about the WGA or something. Yeah. So what you I get that. What you read? Well, since you mentioned a podcast, I'll mention a podcast that I mentioned before. Um, the Dead Meat Podcast. I cannot recommend it harder. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like... It's like 
Go ahead. So, all right. So Dead Meat is a channel that focuses mainly on horror. Um, but their podcast is like super interesting because like it's kind of split up into three different kinds of podcasts. Um, so they have like movie review ones where they'll like sit there and break down a movie like we used to on Idea. Where they just like go through it beat for beat and just kind of talk about it and shit. So that's just fun. And then they'll do like games and stuff. But then they have like these crazy episodes where it's like super in-depth, like socio-political, historical stuff that is just like insanely just good. <laughs> Interesting. Um like it's in reference to horror in a lot of ways, like most of the time, but they talk about like they did an episode about like Indian burial grounds and like the significance of that to like, you know, normal people's lives and stuff. They did like a transgender episode. They did stuff breaking down zombies, um, like how they've changed throughout the ages and how it's like uh, basically lined up with how, you know, how the world has changed politically and things like that. Um, just like really crazy, awesome, in-depth stuff. Like, I love it. Like, it's probably my favorite podcast at this moment. Hmm. I felt like I, I listened to a different podcast this week other than Script Notes, but I can't remember what it was. What it was. I know uh, Roger Deakins finally had another good episodes on the Team Deakins podcast. They got their DIT on to, to explain everything about what it means to be a digital image technician and digital cinematography. It was actually really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Joe Rogan had some good podcasts, but he's moving to Spotify, so he can fuck off. Oh, really? Yeah, he got paid $100 million to be Spotify exclusive. Ugh. Yep. All of these exclusivity bullshits. I'm not sure how to take it. Like, I'm kind of happy for him. Kind of not. I know it's not going to change the program any, but I also don't want ads. I don't want to pay for Spotify Premium. I don't want to go to Spotify. Yeah, that's that's what's annoying. Like the thing that's annoying is like he makes so much money. Not on YouTube anymore. He makes, well, he doesn't make maybe not through YouTube, but he he does fucking like deals and stuff. Oh, well, he gets plenty of. He's got plenty of ad partners. He's got a sick amount of ad partners. But I don't see that because yeah. I watch YouTube Red, and I don't get those ads on YouTube. And he just lets the uh, he just lets YouTube put their ads on it. But he gets demonetized every episode of YouTube because he has like epidemiologists on, and they're gonna say COVID, and they're gonna get demonetized. I get that, but at the same time, like he has a, his podcast is in multiple places, anyways. Like not anymore. Knocking it down to just Spotify is annoying. Yeah. That's stupid, and that's what that that's the thing that pisses me off the most about what it does to podcasts in general, is that podcast has been one of the formats that has not uh, done shit like that. They haven't. They you can get a podcast anywhere. You get podcasts on your refrigerator, like it's it's a, it's an open yeah. ass platform. It's not like YouTube where there's not very many video competitors. But Spot, like Spotify has gone as far as to, like, they're going to be hosting video of just Joe Rogan's podcast. What the fuck? Yeah, so he can keep his video element. Does Spotify have any video anything right now? You can get music videos on there if they're if it's from a approved artist. 
but you can't randomly Weird. upload. As soon as I found out they were hosting Joe Rogan's video, I was like, can I move my video content to Spotify? I <laughs> 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 start uploading there. Uh, yeah, the only other like web viewing podcasty type news is that the Vlog Brothers, um, John Green got Hank Green, the uh, the Singamajig. The, it's a it's a unique limited edition Singamajig. Singamajigs are toys that you buy in a series and they each play one monophonic note. But there's a Singamajig that plays Smash Mouth's All Star. Uh, oh, of course. Yep, and they crowdsourced the internet to fucking find one of these things. John Green's been trying to find one for five years and given a bunch of people money Damn. for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the important thing is that the last ten uh, Vlogbrothers videos have all been named after uh, lyrics from that song. Wow. <laughs> it's been all pretty right. amusing. So you read any good books lately? Yes. Um... Well, number one, I I just uh, did American Gods again. That was fun. I commented on that. I saw, and I commented back. I didn't see that. <laughs> All right. Because you were like, did I, oh, was I supposed to read it for the podcast? And I said, yes, you knew this. <laughs> you commented, yep, you replied two days ago. Jesus. And I've yep. been on Instagram within the last two days to look at skanks. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but yeah, so I did that one again. Still really like that book. It's good shit. It's such a weird, so weird. <laughs> yeah, she eats that dude with her pussy. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the like, it's one of the less weird things. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. Like, re- reading that one again, or hearing that one again, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. I'm going to refer to it as reading. Audiobooks count as reading, folks. Nope. Now you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going through that one again, I was just like, man, the structure of this thing is so weird, and I wanted, I want more out of it, you know? Yeah. The- like, it's great the way it is, but like, with the whole war aspect and everything... And the fact that there's so many gods that we don't get to see, like, at all. That's interesting, because just, when we reviewed it, you called it meandering. More. I mean, it is meandering, and those are uh, Neil Gaiman's words himself. That's true. Um, it, it, it meanders, but it's like, you know, you'll visit a character for a really long time. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you only run into, like, maybe ten gods, and there are so many of them that it's, like, I'm just kind of, like, I wish we could have dived deeper in with, like, more of them, I guess. It would be a good opportunity for their uh, TV show to do that, but I don't know if they're still doing the American God show. I have both of the, I have the first two seasons on uh, digital, but I have not yet watched the second season and i'm not sure if it continued because they switched because there was problems with season one where they switched um showrunners in between and there was like a long time and like some actors dropped out and stuff so i don't know if they're even continuing i don't know if i want to know because like i want to watch it and then i'll find out if i'm disappointed or not (laughs) I'll watch it once they're done producing it. I'll watch it all in one day. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fairly short. Like, only 10 episodes a season, I think. Did you watch Letterkenny yet? Nope, it's on my list. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. See, I'll bring up Sekiro, and you bring up Letterkenny. You know what? I watched Endgame. You sure did, but I wasn't telling you that you needed to watch it every episode. No, because it's been a while since Endgame's been out. It'd be kind of hard to keep pushing that at me. Yeah. But the new um, season of Letterkenny comes out next month. Dope. There will be nine seasons for you to catch up on. Okay. Af- nine seasons? Yeah. Well, there are only six <laughs> episode what? seasons. I mean, that's still a lot, man. That's still like 50 fucking episodes. Is it? Because I watch, like, the series once a week. Well, how long are these episodes? 30 minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> All right, well, you have a problem. Fuck you. I didn't say you're having a problem, Jeff. It's okay. I have, like, two episodes left of Better Call Saul. Once I finish that, I will do Letterkenny next, all right? Finally. I will cancel my Netflix subscription and get Hulu. Hulu's a worthy investment. You can watch the Powerpuff Girls there. Yeah, but I've seen the Powerpuff Girls at least as much as I need to. All right. I mean, I wouldn't mind watching it again. It's just like my list of TV shows that I need to watch is so fucking long at this point. Uh, Let's just do the first season of Letterkenny. All right. And if I like it, I'll continue. Yep. The second season's better, of course, and every season is better than the one before it. Ugh, but so maybe I'll just start on season nine. Uh, if you start anywhere, start on season two. I honestly feel right, like you, could, you could start on season two and, and get a good feel for the show. The only real thing that you're missing is that it's important that Wayne is the toughest guy in Leonard Kenny. If you, right. if you watch all of season one, you'll have to put up with the fart book episode, which... You know. Maybe I'll skip that one. Yeah, you can skip Fart Book. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. Alright. Um, so there was also a, a a series that I finished of uh, a book series. It was a trilogy. It's called The Ark of the Scythe. I saw that on your and, Instagram. Uh, yes, and it is probably like... It's, it's one of my favorite book series ever at this point. It's like... It's so good. It's just... It's, it's a sci-fi situation that has a lot of like all right so basically in the future um you know everything has become so advanced that death isn't really a thing anymore everybody has like nanites in them that like cures them and then they can actually like heal from death essentially and uh there's this like ai that runs everything but it's like not evil or anything it's benevolent it kind of knows everything it's called the thunderhead it's the evolution of the cloud that's funny like it's really modern like the the ideas and stuff and it's it's super interesting because they're also dealing with like how art and things like that aren't as good as they used to be because like if there's no fear of death or anything like that and there's no like time wasting because you live forever basically like it's just, it's crazy stuff. Like, at a certain points, you can just be like, all right, I want to be younger again. Like, you can go back to like, oh, now I'm 20. And you're actually like 300 years old. It's it's crazy shit. What if somebody's um, pretending to be 13 with another 13-year-old? I mean, 
they don't really dive into that, but I assume it would be a problem. That's super problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I think they mentioned that you couldn't go back that far. I think the the limit was like 20. Okay, you can only go back to your legal age. Yeah. All right. That seems about right. Um, but like all the continents are broken up into like different things and you can kind of tell like it's it's very smart like how how it's done like everything's broken down into like different countries kind of texas is like its own sovereign thing where you can still kind of be a dickhead well that's texas <laughs> yeah and ev- and then like the rest like they've got like mid-america and just different different stuff it's it's really interesting um but the point is there's this task force called the scythes who are there to uh still keep the population down because you know it's just like people can live forever but some people still have to die and it's chosen by the scythes essentially um which are like that's the only thing that humans are still kind of in charge of is you know how death happens is it based on social score nope it's based on whatever this person feels about like (laughs) this scythe or whatever like essentially the whole thing is about um the battle between people who actually take this shit kind of seriously and then there there are limits on how many people can be killed and different stuff like that and what can be used because the only thing that will kill somebody like people who are killed by scythes can't be brought back and then people who die by fire or something along those lines where their body is just completely destroyed obviously can't be brought back. <laughs> um, so some of these sides are going around committing, you know, basically mass mass murders and shit like that. And it's becoming more of the norm. And it's just kind of trying to fight against that. Um, it's, it's really fucking cool. Like, I was surprised because, like, I was just on Audible, like, going through books because I'm like, what the fuck do I want now? And I just saw the cover and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I'll get that. And then I listened to it and I was just like, this is so freaking good. And I had to get the other two. Really great by Neil Shusterman. Like, bah, love it. Lovely little finds like that make you feel like you found something that's yours. It's not everyone's yet. Yeah, but um, I really hope that they don't turn it into movies. Oh, you mentioned Please it on a podcast. Everyone's going to find it. Oh, no, not our podcast. Oh, yeah, I was looking at our, our stuff, and, like, last time you were like, so all accumulatively, like, how many, like, watches or listens or whatever do we have? And uh, I said, like, 50, but it's actually closer to 300, so we're actually doing better than that. Nice. Is that just on YouTube, or is that everywhere? Uh, I think it was just on YouTube. Oh, cool. So, so yeah. Are we doing good on any other platform? I mean, we're getting seen. All right. Like, I don't, it doesn't, like, there's no watch time or anything like that on these things <sighs> that I can see, but. It'd be cool to be famous already. clicking on it, at least. So we can start a Patreon, or at least an OnlyFans. Yeah, I think I'm, <laughs> OnlyFans. I think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start a Patreon once I start releasing um, shit on the Zack of Idea channel. Mm. Because I do have, like, full commentaries and extra bullshit laying around that I don't know what to do with that I can put on there. Patreons for that stuff makes sense. Yeah. 
Not to mention, like, if stuff gets blocked, I can just put it on Patreon. Yeah. I put it on Patreon for free so that people can still fucking watch it. Because it's like, wow, I'm putting 20 hours, 20 plus hours into this fucking video and people can't see it. Eat ass, YouTube. Patreon for this doesn't make sense unless we want to give patrons access to, like, pages of shit we write. But there's other places we can host that. Agreed. Um, Let me see. Is there anything else on here? Oh, Aaron moved out, so that's a thing. Oh, fucking awesome. Where'd he go? Uh, he went and moved into a house with a couple of his friends. That includes... <laughs> no. They haven't been friends in a while. Apparently, Jeff got, like, super into meth. Hmm. <laughs> well, I didn't really see that one coming. Uh, I, th- I didn't either, I but was he some problems. Up. He was becoming cooler. Yeah. All right. Well, you're always a, a couple of dumb friends and uh, and some loose some loose integrities uh, away from becoming a meth head. Yeah. I don't know. Me and my friends were too much of pussies to really get into anything like that. Oh yeah, me too. My friends wouldn't even do. I pot. guess like was probably the closest one to getting into that because like you know he he tried some shit like cocaine and shrooms and stuff, but he's out of that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm done a lot of party drugs, but she ain't she ain't no meth head. Uh, yeah, John. I think like meth and heroin are kind of the <laughs> the stuff that you don't want around for sure. Yeah, John wouldn't even let. John thought he was gonna put a hardcore ban on all marijuana products in his house because they're gateways, but he has since grown up. Um, and Keegan still, gateways. yeah, Keegan still firmly believes marijuana is a gateway drug and just worries about anybody who's drinking beer and smoking weed and like he'll he'll get drunk once in a while but it's like he'll uh you know he'll 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 drink you know a couple of times a month with friends but he'll only do it for like a social thing and his thing is that he hates to take a taste of alcohol outright so occasionally he'll have an irish whiskey but mostly what he'll do is start passing out shots of everclear and if he throws up He'll drink, and if anybody's not drinking after he's when he's drinking, he'll be like, "Bitch, I've already thrown up, and I'm still drinking. What's your problem, bitch? Why are you being a bitch?" Keegan's <laughs> eighty-five. Yeah, I remember uh, a couple of years ago, whenever we were living together, and Keegan was there. Yep. Everyone got drunk, and he was a very talkative, very energetic drunk. And he's not that as when he's not drunk. No. Out of the people that I know, that when I've seen drinking. You get a little more social when you're drunk, but overall, I think we are the two people who change the least once we get drunk. Yeah. I used to, like, back whenever I threw parties and stuff, like, it was always very helpful to get, like, borderline drunk because I would get more social and go talk to different groups of people and stuff. But, like, I was never, like, nobody ever told me that I was annoying. (laughs) So I feel like there was probably one point where I got kind of annoying and a little uh, assholey uh, because I was like really, really wasted and uh, at a friend's house. And one of uh, my other friends, like more of an acquaintance kind of sort of like his girlfriend was really hot. And I really I thought she was really hot. And I kept telling her to take her shirt off. All right, that'll do it. (laughs) So that was that was that was the point where I was like, "Mm, I'm a little too. Like, uh, you know, I think it wasn't like, 
it wasn't like a, a forceful thing or anything like that. I was like, you know, obviously it was all played off as a joke, but like I wasn't against it. Obviously, yeah, if it happened, it'd be great. And she and she was fine. Like she wasn't like you know freaking out about it or anything. I guess anybody can hit a point, and if the situation's right, and you're like, you know, no inhibition and in the right situation, you know, you can be yeah. an asshole. Uh, yeah. Once they start getting hammered, hammered, I don't really like the quarantine very much. Uh, Audrey's just grading beyond belief. And if John's with other people to pretend to be the alpha male, he's fucking annoying. Or he'll just go straight Mm. unbelievable depressive and pity party John. And that's really hard to deal with. Uh there's been there's only been a couple of times where he's just like we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna you know talk about projects or, or watch some YouTube and, and and sip some whiskey where he's been like a cool buzz but yeah I like drink, Nate Nate's Nate's not bad to drink with if, if you just drink with Nate like you just sit down and drink with Nate what you're gonna wind up doing is just putting on music on YouTube and talking about music it's pretty fun but you do have to do that there's no other thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing, like, with Aaron moving out, it's like, finally he's out, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, now I'm just legitimately alone. <laughs> it's like, we never, we didn't really talk a whole lot because he was working when I was, you know, sleeping and vice versa, but it's still just like, well, shit, now everything's empty. And I still got to wait to get an animal. Ugh. Yeah, I was going and... Like work, keeping my keeping all keep, keep keeping most of my creative work at John's was a distraction that I could go to, and then being home didn't suck. And even if I did or did not bring my dogs over there, when I came home I had dogs. Um, yeah. Now that I'm working here at my own house during the weekday, which has been fan fucking tastic, I just kind of run over there in the morning. But like I'm not alone during the day or at night because I'm taking calls and I walk the dogs every break. So I got exercise and company, and, like, they're looking at me right now. They heard me say dogs. Arthur, no. <laughs> Arthur, back away. Yeah. At some point, I'll get a house, and then I will get a dog and see where it goes from there. But right now, I'm still in the, the mindset of I just want to live in an apartment, and I don't want to get a dog for that. Because it's just it's mean to the dog, I think, because it, it's just like... It is. I, I don't want to. Number one, I don't want to lock a dog in an apartment because it sucks for the dog. And number two, it sucks for the apartment because the apartment is going to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you get a, just like, a big vicious pit bull. Yeah. Which, if I get a dog, I kind of want to get a big dog. I would get a labradoodle. <laughs> I love labradors. Yeah. They're so they're, they're such good dogs. I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would want at that point. Actually, yes, I do. I want huskies. Probably not in Oklahoma, though. Nate's got a husky. I mean, that's cool and all, but... I would, like... It just uh, seems like it'd be really hot. If I were to roll the dice again, I would probably get corgis. <laughs> corgis. They're cute. Yeah. They are cute. They kind of, like, fit into the wiener dog territory for me, though. You're a wiener dog? I think dog. they're cuter than wiener dogs. But they got kind of, like, short legs and stuff. Yeah. And I want a dog leaders. that can be, like, really active. You take Arthur. Well, yeah, maybe one day. He's a good boy. If you're ever parting with him and I am in a house. 
he's very loving. He's he's uh he's not the best potty trained, but he's getting there. As long as you take him out frequently, he won't he won't shit in the house, but he'll still poop in the yeah. cage if you leave him alone too long. But I think a, a a work day if you take him before you go to work is fine. Uh, but then you gotta take him as soon as you get back. I'm gonna be moving in a couple months. I went and looked at these apartments right by my work, and they're like twenty dollars more expensive than where I'm living right now, and they are fucking amazing. Like, way better than the place I'm in now. Like a couple hundred dollars worth at least. I just signed the renewal for my lease, and they're going up forty bucks. Pissed. Damn, son. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll hopefully be moving over there in September, which I'll be living like legitimately I could walk to work in five minutes. <laughs> That's fucking nice. I was about yeah. to say I wish I had that, but apparently I work in my fucking house now, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. This um, place is a cage. And then the big thing about over there is like the pet deposits 400 fucking dollars. Jesus. I'm like, what? It's $400 deposit and then it's $20 a month for pet rent, essentially. Well, they only know about like... one dog, so I'm paying 10 bucks a month for Sadie. Yeah. But I'm going to get a cat. You're going to pay $400 to own a cat? Yeah, because I need something living with me. What about goldfish? No, I fucking hate fish so much. I had fish as a kid, and it was just... What the... F- you're, you're a decoration, and you're not even that good, and it's such a fucking pain in the ass to have to clean out the bowl, and then they die if you don't get the water right. It's nonsense. Nonsense animal. Cats are way more interesting because it's always a gamble. Is it going to let me pet it today? <laughs> no, not today. <laughs> but then every once in a while it will come over and be like, yeah, you can pet me. And you're like, this moment right here. This is what it's about. You get to pet the cat. And then you take their shit and throw it outside. and ugh. You know, it's a pet. I just let these turds shit outside, but I have to walk them. And Arthur will not stop. So I knew they. I knew I couldn't leave the router on the floor. I also only have one, uh, one line that will let me connect a router to it. It's right by the front door. So I put it in a box. And now before I take him outside, every time, no matter how many times I pull him away from the box, he wants to jump off of the box and out of the door. And even if he can't do that, he'll just sidekick it. <laughs> fuck your box just keep telling it's like Arthur step with stop kicking the box <laughs> so fuck you on the 15th I'll no longer be doing pin and password reset at work I'll be going back to taking claims oh and I also have my laptop set up at my desk so I will be able to write while I'm at work nice that'll be dope I unfortunately don't, you know, have that opportunity because my hands are pretty much busy constantly until they forget that we're on the bottom floor and they forget to bring us work. That's true. So I have a little bit of time at that point, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. I'm almost done. There's just a couple more things here. The stupid ass USPS is pissing me off. Why? All right. So I ordered shit on Amazon. But it's going through, like, another company or whatever, another store. And they were like, USPS, of course. So I get this uh, 
basically it's, it, the tracking information says that it was going to be here at 8 p.m. a couple days ago. And I'm like, well, fuck. I can't just let it sit on my doorstop overnight. So it looks like I'm going to stay up past 8. And then it never showed up. And then I got a message that said it was because uh, my mailbox was full or something like that. So I went to, and I'm like, well, I don't get shit. So it's obviously garbage coupon. So I went and cleared that out. Had it re-delivered, and then they left a thing in there that said, your mailbox is too small. And I'm like, why didn't you leave it at the fucking door then? (laughs) You stupid assholes. My mailbox is stupid tiny. Bring it to the fucking door. (laughs) But apparently the USPS doesn't do that. So I have to go to the fucking post office, and they've made it so difficult. I don't even know if they're holding it or if they're going to try to re-deliver it again and leave me another fucking notice that says that I can't get it. So I gotta wait till Monday and hope that they they are just holding it for me. You can't get it delivered to your apartment office. No. Damn. Because the USPS is stupid. <laughs> it don't fit in the mailbox. Looks like we're taking it back. Yeah. Thanks. My my apartment complex used to hold packages for you in their main office, uh, but they stopped. Like when COVID started, so I just have everything sent to John's. Yeah, I'm dealing with that right now. I've had Amazon deliver shit to they deliver it to my door because the like normally it would go to the office, but they just deliver it to the door, and the fucking USPS won't do that apparently. It's it's so dumb. <laughs> do I have anyone to bitch bitch about? Yes, yes I do. All right. This morning and the day before, I had different cigars from the same pack. I ordered cigars as I always do, but also, because I spent over $100 on my cigar order, I got a free five-pack from PDR of their of their selects. And both mm-hmm. of the cigars in this pack so far will not light. They are... I, I can't explain it. They are of such poor quality. Uh, I want to say... Maybe they're, they're novelty cigars. Well, I want to say that they're too dry to light, but that doesn't make sense. They should be burning like they should be burning like logs, dude. Like they should be like they taste like they're as dry. Well, they are as dry as a handful of straw, but I can't get the front of them to develop a cherry. And I, I like, I, I, as as is known, I always toast before I cut, but I've had to go the other way and start introducing air intake while I light, and then the motherfucker won't stay lit, and then it, they, they taste bad and it burns my mouth. And these are recognizable brands in this pack. Like PDR is associated with Obsidian and uh, a couple of other ones. Like the 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 robustos I'm pulling out of this five pack are cigars I've had before that had always been good. And these are just it's pissing me off. So PDR, stop sealing shit up in plastic. Put some fucking put a humidifier in there of some kind. Put a humicare pack in it. Stupid. Yeah, you fucking idiot. It's like it came. It's like they sent the cigars in a bag of rice. They're so fucking dry. Like, stupid. Huh. And they've been in the humidor almost a week. Like, they should have reacclimated. I'm going to take them out of the bag when I get back to John's and give them another week, see if they shape up. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. It is. What is with people? Right? Because cigars are supposed to be oh. a premium luxury thing. You can't sell people that shit. Yeah, that's... I mean, unless you're buying it at 7-Eleven or some shit. No. Even the English Corona's better than that. I'll go to 7-Eleven right now and get a goddamn English Corona. 
Alright. I wouldn't go to 7-Eleven, but... That's just me. Oh, Raycons are dope. Oh, you got some Raycons? I did. Uh, yeah. As previously discussed, um, I, I got John's Google Pixel 2 as a hand-me-down. And the battery life is goddamn atrocious uh, on the phone, which is disappointing. Um, but, yeah, these Raycons, they sync to video great. You can do one at a time. Like, I'll charge them once a week. Uh, yeah, super good. Very little latency watching video. Music sounds pretty good on them. You have to acclimate a little bit if you're used to cheap earbuds because cheap earbuds are bass boosted, and these have less of a bass boost. But once you get used to it, everything sounds great. There's plenty of bass. Oh, yeah, I got some headphones with my new phone that, like, are way more expensive than the shit I normally use. And, like, I've tried listening through them, and I'm like, it's so, like, the sound is just not as <laughs> bass boosted, I guess. <laughs> yeah, flat signal is becoming a mark of premium audio because people are listening to audio engineers, which is interesting uh, because bass boost used to be the premium feature. And... Now it's a garbage feature. Like, I don't know. You want a little extra bass if you're just listening to music and shit. Like, I understand I need a flat signal response while I'm mixing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just going from Skull Candies to Raycons, it's like, whoa, where's the bass, bud? Uh, but I haven't used Skull Candies for anything in over a week, and it's just, they sound great now. All right. How much do those cost? 80 bucks. All right. Well, fuck that. <laughs> i was just about to say like i i just uh i just got an mp3 player that can use bluetooth headphones finally and now you're like 80 bucks i'm like Ooh. oh you get 15 percent off with philip defranco <laughs> you get 15 percent off with pretty much any youtuber slash podcaster you can think of yeah but if you use their <laughs> links it'll jump through the store and not apply the discount code are you for real yeah yeah, you'll have to type that shit in somewhere. You can't just go to raycon.com slash Philly D. Huh, it once it once dumb. it jumps to the shipping page, it, it won't it won't translate over to the to the uh, whatever they use to do that. Yeah, everyone's always talking about how cheap they are, and you get fifteen percent off. Eighty bucks ain't cheap. Fuck that noise. No, <laughs> don't fuck that noise. I can't even find the pun here. Uh, yeah, no, they're 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 good. They're good, and wireless earbuds are stupid expensive, and these are light. They have great battery life. They're comfortable to wear. All right. Well, if I'm ever uh, in the market, I will look into that. Yeah. There's no need if you're just going to... The stupid Pixel doesn't have a headphone jack is the only reason I'm doing it. I would never, ever, yeah. ever buy wireless earbuds if, if I could just use a headphone jack because 10 bucks. I mean, I know eventually... After in the course of a year, I'm going to spend more than eighty bucks on ten dollar headphones. I mean, yeah. And the point of failure is always going to be the cord. See, my uh, my thought on like headphones go kind of like my thought on sunglasses. Like, I'd rather buy five pairs of one dollar sunglasses than one pair of fucking twenty dollar sunglasses because chances are they're going to break anyways. <laughs> yeah, if I wind up breaking these Raycons. Uh, with less than a year of use, I'm just not gonna. It's not gonna do it. Yeah, cause like I'm, I'm using these fucking five dollar headphones every day, and like, they last for months and months. So. 
Skull Candy has a real problem. Like, they have a good sound, but they fucking die so quick. Yeah, because they only put two strips of copper for their wires. It's literally two little copper wires. They don't have enough copper. Yeah. You get the slightest pull on their fucking cord, and it's like, ha-ha, get some new ones. Assholes. Betrons are really good. What are? B-T-R-O-N. They're like a they're like a British company. Their their cables are fucking heavy duty and they sound really good. Oh. Huh. That's they're cool. not that expensive. They had a ten dollar set and I got it. And they also have very many thirty dollar sets, but you get a ten dollar set of Betrons probably. Last couple things on my list. Uh there was this guy I was driving home from work one day and there's Always people out there with signs being like, oh, no, I'm homeless. Give me money. And it's like, oh, that's cool. But I always appreciate the ones that are, like, really honest about what they're doing. So there's always a dude standing out there that just says, need weed. Just got a sign that says, need weed. And then the weird one was I saw a guy standing out there that says, saving for a hooker. <laughs> Some of these people are just memesters. <laughs> Yeah, with the area that it is, I feel like it is just a lot of memeing shit. But uh, saving for a hooker, I thought that was really funny. And then finally, I really want the dentist to open back up and, like, be taking people. You got a cavity? Uh, I was flossing, like, a week ago. And uh, broke off the back of my tooth, like, completely. And it just feels like there's a fucking hole there. It's not exactly a hole, but, like, goddamn, pisses me off. How does this happen? I don't know. I've been really good about my oral health and all that stuff for quite some time now. And then suddenly I'm flossing and it just breaks off the back of my tooth. So fuck floss. Exactly. I have a water pick, too, so I'll just use that instead. And that's why I was I never using floss. both. Yeah, I'm not flossing ever again. Fuck that noise. Breaking my teeth. Eat ass, floss. Kick rocks. Eat ass, floss. Kick rocks, floss. <laughs> Kick rocks. What is this, the 50s? Yes. <laughs> Kick rocks oh. is still a relevant thing mm. to say. All right, well. Even if it isn't, I like it now, and I'm going to bring it back, just like you have. Thank you. We'll bring it back. I've only heard Kick Rocks ironically. Let's bring it back non-ironically. Kick Rocks. Kick Rocks. Unless you got anything else, that's all I got. Now, this is a long podcast. I wish I could play piano.